When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Rumbunch Radio. This is episode number nine-zero. We've gotten there, guys. Excited to talk about the month of September today and you know some really exciting moves here. We've seen the last week, some unfortunate ones as well, as we see Michael Chavis. Uh, designated for assignment, but Miguel Andujar uh, is going is where we're going to start tonight. Really excited, um, you know, about what he's going to do in Pittsburgh and you know what he's already done. Don't look now, guys. The Pirates are undefeated with Miguel Andujar. Had a big double tonight. Almost had his first home run in PNC Park. Uh, we're going to talk about some other moves as well, and you know the potential for what is going to happen with the Pirates back into their bullpen. You know, and and maybe guys like Ben Gamble, what his future looks like here, as well as guys like Luis Ortiz, who have been off to really hot starts. Uh, guys, how are you doing tonight, Marty? I know you had some football on the schedule. How did that go? And how was the rest of your month of, uh, of September, you guys? Yeah, you know, so far so good in the month of September. Um, fortunately, our seventh grade game tonight came up a little bit short. But, yeah, hey, it is what it is. First loss this year for a seventh grader. So off to, off to a solid start to the season there, four games in. But, yeah, things have been good. You know, on the football front, all my, all my teams, fantasy included, are off to a strong start. So, hey, you can't, can't ask for much more than that. You know, it's good to hear, Marty. Um, you know, unfortunately, you won't make any trades with me. In our <laughs> I mean, you know, got to go elsewhere, but it's fine. So, yeah, everything's good my way, though. Um, you know, just uh, starting to clear the office out, got the crib in here ready to get put together. So, you know, different different lifestyle, but still watching the Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> It sounded a little depressing there at, at the end. No, like it, it's it's no, been a depressing no. month watching the Pirates here. Depressing season, really. But, um, you know, it's unfortunate to hear, too. I don't know how many teams are in this league, you know, how it works. I know you guys are in some keeper leagues as well. Uh, but, Marty, I don't know, maybe open up the inbox here to Nick. I, I don't know. What, what position are you looking for? What's the – what are you in need of, Nick? I just need, a, you know, some running back help. But He's, this guy's got like four running backs that he's t- now in a starting lineup every week. I'm a hoarder of talent. There's a reason I've made it to the championship game the last two years. Don't trust the process, baby. Trust the process. <laughs> it's important to get running backs. I'm with you, Marty. That's unfortunate, Nick, but uh, good luck to the rest of, of the fantasy season. We'll, we'll check in on it. Uh, but the Pirates season is almost over now, guys. It's been, it's been you know, another down year. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. Uh, <laughs> at this point, um, you know, just a week left. Uh, but but we'll start with Miguel uh, Andujar. 
it took <laughs> place in my fantasy league, man. Unbelievable. I was winning going into last Sunday. I was up big. Aviado came up big for me with a 31-and-a-half point game. And then uh, Luis Ortiz pitched well for me the next day, and I thought I was a lock. And then Kendall Graveman gave up more runs, I think, than he's given up all year in one inning. So <laughs> I, I took about negative 20 from my relief pitchers and ended up losing. But, hey, second place, not bad. First year in the league, missed the middle rounds of that draft. So, uh, you know. Ha- happy with that Lo- lost to another guy in our fantasy football league <laughs> <laughs> i mean fantasy baseball is you know it's a grind it's a marathon oh, of the season yeah just the may came up big for me late in the year you know yeah. hiding him in that l i spot yeah i like it you're getting crafty with it getting ortiz in there as well um yeah, you know miguel anduhar might have been a guy that that could have been a cool addition here uh this week as well Guys, what were your first thoughts when you saw kind of the buzz about this? I know, um, you know, we had an article out even, I think, before this happened, talking about could be a potential ad uh, when the Yankees dangled him out there. Um, you know, how, how do you think this is going to go in the long run? Another year of Miguel Andujar at least next season. And, you know, what are your first thoughts here is Miguel now two starts in and uh, it looks solid so far. Yeah, the way I look at it, it's a, it's a no-risk, potentially high-reward type addition by the Pirates to bring in Miguel Andujar. You know, had, had that tremendous 2018 season with the Yankees. Uh, most years would have been American League Rookie of the Year, but there's this guy named Otani who debuted in 2018 and kind of spoiled that for him. But, no, since then, you know, he's had a lot of injuries. Uh, change of scenery can do a lot of guys' wonders, especially when that change of scenery is getting you out of New York, getting you out of the Bronx. So we'll see what happens. And, you know, it's, it's, it's fitting because I feel like in the last five years, Miguel Andujar has been traded to the Pirates probably about 27 times by now. So, you know, when he was designated for assignment, I feel like there, there, there would truly be no justice amongst the baseball gods had Miguel Andujar wound up anywhere but Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, I'd look out for Clint Frazier next. Uh, <laughs> you know, but in all seriousness, Andujar, like you said, it, it just seemed kind of destined he would be a Pirate eventually. Um, the fact that they were able to get him – uh, for nothing was uh, pretty good to see, like you said, for, for what you're potentially getting, um, you know, a team that's lacking uh, right-handed power. Uh, it, it made a lot of sense. Um, we'll talk about Chavis in a little bit, but um, you know, Andrew Hart definitely has the higher upside. Like you said, going back to 2018, you look at some injuries derailed his, his years thereafter and, you know, one thing we have to remember, and you kind of touched on this, Marty, is like the Yankees aren't waiting around. Like when Andujar went out, like I believe that's when they brought in um, the guy from Minnesota, Giovanni uh, Urshela. Yeah. Urshela, and he had a breakout year at third base for him. And Andujar at that point was on the back burner. And, you know, like you said, it's tough to crack back into the lineup uh, in New York. So, change of scenery um why not they don't have a better option right now and let's be honest like they're not going to go out and sign a better option this offseason so i i'd like the the pickup yeah you know that's a great point too and the yankees being a team that's not going to wait around neil walker touched on that in the broadcast tonight so when you're the new york yankees when you're in a pennant race year and you're out you, you can't be patient with these guys. And you know, that's what he said. It's no knock on an Andujar or anyone else. 
if you're in a pennant race, you can't be like, well, let's throw him out there and see what he does. No, you need to go get that production. And that's the position the Yankees were in with Andrew Horn. It was a victim of a roster crunch. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting to see. Um, it's the kind of addition where, you know, when you're a team like the Pirates, why not make it? You might catch lightning in a bottle. We've seen this work out. I mean, I realize it's not something that you can do and sustain long-term success, but we saw this so much during the peak years of the Neil Huntington era where it was guys who needed a change of scenery. It was guys the Pirates saw something where they could make a minor change. And, you know, so many of those guys, whether it was A.J. Burnett, Edison Volquez, Garrett Jones, Jay Happ, whoever it was that helped build those successful squads. And, you know, with a guy like Andujar, why not? Like I said, potentially high risk, no reward. And, you know, Nick, you mentioned it was – you had the feeling that he, you know, he just had to end up a pirate. Eventually it's kind of similar to Jose Quintana, you know, just yeah. sooner or later the guy was going to be a pirate and here we are. So you no, know, hopefully the pirates can catch something with him. Um, so far, so good. What has a couple hits, including a basis clearing, double a walk four or five RBIs through two games. And, you know, next year to start the year, he's going to get every opportunity under the sun. Um, at least for the first month or two of the season, to probably play regularly between designated hitter first base. We'll see what he can do. But yeah, I just, I, I can understand why some people would be against the move, but when you're a team like the pirates, you're about to lose hundred plus games. You're probably staring down the barrel of another 85 to 90 loss season next year. Why not take a gamble on a guy who just four years ago looked like a budding superstar. And honestly, as you point out, Nick, he's just battled a ton of health issues since then. You know, it's why not. And, and like you said, Marty, I mean, we saw this, a lot when the Pirates were winning games 13 through 15. And, you know, we saw it with certain Yankees. You mentioned A.J. Burnett, Russell Martin. Doesn't necessarily mean that Andrew Hart is going to come here and, and have a, you know, a, a great successful career with the Pirates. But, uh, you know, you'd like to think that the stars are kind of lining up here. This has seemed like, um, you know, it, it's been fitting for a while. And now Miguel Andrew is a Pittsburgh Pirate, uh, but it did come at a price. You kind of hinted at there, Nick. Michael Chavis designated for assignment. What went into this decision? It, obviously a, a difficult one and, you know, something Derek Shelton talked about this week during the press conference. But, um, you know, why Michael Chavis here and and ultimately, you know, kind of reflect on his legacy with the Pirates. It was a fun run here in, in 2022 and parts of 2021 there as well. For as bad as the Pirates have been, he was kind of one of the highlights these past season and a half. Yeah, I mean, Chavis was similar to Andrew Hart. Like when we picked him up last year, um, you know, you looked back, you said, okay, former first round pick had some success in his first year. Um, you know, let's see what he's got. And we, we saw what, what he is, you know, and that's, that's why he didn't work out in Boston. Um, he's a right, right-handed hitter who has some pop, but it's inconsistent. Um, you know, not very good against right-handed pitching, left-handed pitching is streaky against, and, let's quite honestly was playing out position here. He's not, he's not a natural first baseman. He, you know, wasn't bringing much uh, in terms of value to that position. So it was unfortunate, but when you really look, you know, like they say, look at the back of the baseball card, like, you know, you, you can see that he overall just wasn't giving the quality, um, that they're hoping to, to get. And Andrew Hara is literally, um, you know, may could be the same exact player. It could be the same story, you know, next year. Hey, like right-handed hitter has some pop, but just isn't, you know, putting it all together and they'll move on just like they did from Chavis. But, 
again, with Andujar, this gives you a chance to, you know, maybe, um, you know, find something a little more uh, in, in the player. Yeah, and, you know, one thing you mentioned with Chavis, too, that was a great point with playing out of position. His best position defensively is probably second base. Let's be honest. Um, and in Pittsburgh, it was never going to work out there. Rodolfo yeah. Castro has shown a lot. G1 Bay, a guy we're going to talk about, is just continues to just hit. Um, it, it was never going to work for him there. And once you added Andujar, like you said, Nick, on paper, they're about the same player. But Andujar has the higher ceiling, the higher potential. So the second Andujar was added, uh, there, there was no reason to continue to keep Chavis on the 40-man roster. I understand some people might point at someone like Zach Collins, for example. But right now, you get a week left in the season. You're catching situations a mess. Collins can catch. You're going to keep him around. And he's a left-handed hitter. We'll both shave his name to our right-handed hitters. And it's all a moot point because if Zach Collins is still in this 40-man roster, when the team goes to Bradenton next spring, I'll be absolutely stunned. It's that also. And just, like, where do the at-bats go to at that point? Like, you Mm – you can't have Chavis and Andujar battling for a right-handed at bats plus getting, you know, everyone else there at bats and guys like Kevin Newman, who you're trying to, you know, continue to put out there, um, you know, for whatever reason, you know, we'll maybe touch, touch on that a little later, but you know what I'm saying? There's just, there's too many other, there's too many other guys and that need to be in the lineup to carry, you know, two players so similar. Yeah, you know, let's touch on it now. Why, and we'll kind of transition here to G1 Bay as well, but, um, you know, why are we seeing guys like Kevin Newman still continue to get at-bats playing time? You know, when you got guys like G1 Bay coming up, and thankfully now Bay, uh, you know, part of the big league club in Pittsburgh, been exciting to see him this week, but, you know, why are guys like Kevin Newman continuing to play? Now, late in September, the team nearly at 100 losses. I mean, you look at a guy like Newman, the only thing I can think of and Nick kind of touched on is maybe you're just trying to raise that trade value for the offseason. Um, I really don't know um, what else there is there because if you look at Newman, he's not going to be a part of this team long term. He's a free agent after 2023, I'm pretty certain. Um, maybe it's 2024. Either way, obviously, we know who's going to be a shortstop for the foreseeable future. We know who's going to be a third base for the foreseeable future. And second base, again, we've already mentioned Castro. We've already mentioned Bay both of them bring a hell of a lot more offensively than Kevin Newman ever will. So my, my only guess with Newman, you know, you're trying to showcase him for that offseason trade. And at the same time, um, this is something that I know a lot of fans don't want to hear, but every team in baseball is going to do this. When you have the bets, you've got to treat them right. Um, because it doesn't, if you don't, it, it does not sit well with other veterans across baseball and makes your team look less appealing. Um, I know this is one way out of the vault, but to go back to 2011, when the Pirates added Ryan Ludwig at the trade deadline, and after the trade deadline, Ludwig was just a disaster and the team completely imploded. But they continued to play him every day over younger guys. I remember I, – I don't remember the play. It honestly may have been Russell Martin. I know there was a player that they then added an offseason or two later in free agency who mentioned how much Ryan Ludwig raved about his time with the Pirates being a contributing factor to them signing with the Pirates. So that, that kind of thing is, is a factor here too. Yeah, I mean, Marty, you, you pretty much said everything that – you know, I thinking with that, it's, it's the concept of just showing that Kevin Newman's a, a useful player and can be, you know, used in a variety of ways. Um, right now they're showing him off as a, as a bench player. And, you know, if you're selling him this off season, that's what you're trading him as, as a utility infielder, uh, glove first type guy. Um, 
you know, and like you said, it might be a little bit of also, hey, we're we're rotating guys, you know, we're limiting innings, and um, you know, we're just trying, like you said, to get to the end of the year at this point. Yeah, really went to the finish, and you know, hopefully, we get to see Bay get his fair share of playing time here. What do we expect out of this rotation? Um, you know, do we think that that Jiwon Bay is going to be able to play a decent bit the rest of this week? And you know, what do we expect to see from the Pirates we can play uh, to start next season in April? Yeah, I think you know, like you said with Bay, it's going to be tough getting him playing time in the infield right now. Obviously, you want to continue to get Castro as a bats cruise. And like we were just talking about, Kevin Newman's going to get some. So Bay, it's been good to see him in the outfield. Um, you know, I think I wrote an article earlier today about uh, Ben Gamble and how, honestly, if they were willing to move on from Chavis, you know, for the same reasons, they should be ready to move on from Ben Gamble. Um, at the end of the day, he's not going to be with this team next year. He's taking up a 40-man roster spot. Um, you know, it's a, a spot that will need needed will have to be used this offseason anyhow. Plus, this again opens up more at bats for younger players. Um, you know, Swinsky, Mitchell, and Bay obviously being the the three right now who are competing for those at bats. Um, you know, they don't need a um, below league average outfielder um, also bidding for that time because he's a veteran. Uh, and, you know, on top of that, I just mentioned how they could use that opportunity to call up another one of these young players, you know, Mark Conayo or uh, Travis Swaggerty. But, you know, obviously a lot would have to play out to get to that point here. Yeah, you know, r- real quick on Bay in the outfield, I will add uh, that that is something I would love to see be something they have him really focus on this offseason and spring training is learning the outfield. Um, he's more than athletic enough to play the outfield. And I, I think that's just a bat you want to get in the lineup. He's your prototypical leadoff man, going to get on base a lot, run around, cause some havoc. Um, and even in, in today's world of extended lineups with a designated hitter, he'd be a tremendous nine hitter also to kind of flip that lineup card over a little bit quicker. And I, I would love to see next year G1 Bay as a regular from opening day on. So I, I'm with you with Bay in the outfield. I hope that that's something they really haven't focused on this offseason and into the spring because I think this team obviously is going to have a lot of holes going into next season no matter what they do in the offseason. But if you can get a lineup that's kind of built around Bay, Cruz, Reynolds, hopefully Hayes can take another step forward if Castro can keep doing what he's done. Is that going to be a great lineup? No, but it's going to be a big improvement over what you've seen most of this year. And with that being a, a core of young guys that could be here for a while, you could start to be able to potentially build something. Yeah. You know, it almost feels like you just need one or two guys to kind of turn the corner to start next season for the Pirates to kind of surprise some people to start next year. And there's some of those guys that are getting playing time right now. Uh, you know, you mentioned a few there as well that are still in Indianapolis that, that we'd love to see get back up here before the season ends. Um, you know, but at this point, it's looking like probably, you know, where we're at is where we're going to be at for the rest of the way. Who Who is it who's most important right now, in your guys' opinion, that needs to get playing time to kind of get that extra development before the season ends? 
I mean, to I me, I think it's – honestly, I would say Bay, both offensively and defensively, because he's the guy who spent the least amount of time in the majors. And defensively, if you want him to start focusing on the outfield, now this time, get him a week's worth of playing time in left field, in right field, wherever it might be. Um, but I, I would throw Andrew – Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply hard in that list as well i realize it's a little bit of a different because he's not a true quote-unquote young guy he's got a lot of experience but if you can get him here get him a solid week to finish the season let him build some confidence and comfortability in pittsburgh and you could take a step towards that you know like we said kind of that change of scenery that he may need yeah i'm right there uh with you in terms of bay he he needs to continue to be in the lineup the one day he was off it um you know bothered me of course but uh, the other player I would honestly like to see continue and get some at-bats is Castro. Um, you know, we we see the potential, and but we're still seeing a little bit of the shriekiness. You know, hopefully he can continue to, um, you know, be in the lineup every day and see if he can end the season on a real strong note. Yeah, no doubt. It's going to be fun to kind of watch which of these guys emerge here and, you know, who can get that little – extra development at the end of the season. Um, you know, it's, it's great to see Miguel Andujar get at bats right when he gets to Pittsburgh, 27 years old, now a part of the Pirates. You guys can check out the articles on Andujar at rumbudger.com. All kinds of articles out right now covering G1 Bay's call-up and uh, some pitching as well, which is what I want to get into next. Uh, Luis Ortiz. I know you had the article on, I believe, today, Nick, about Luis Ortiz now made – uh, you know, his small sample size of starts, and it's been exciting to see. He's been able to to keep that power into the later innings here and getting triple digits while uh, also giving you that length. Do we expect to see Luis Ortiz as a starter in the long run for the Pirates? Obviously, we give you a lot out of the bullpen, but he's looked great as a starter as well. I would say, yeah. Um, you know, before seeing him, the, the report always was, you know, reliever, most likely two-pitch guy. But, you know, what what I didn't realize was that that fastball and the movement on that fastball, um, it really works uh, for him. And when you have 
you know, the velocity and the movement like that, you can get away with uh, having two pitches as a starter. Now, will he go deep, deep into games? Will we ever see that? I, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's one of those things if he continues to develop that, you know, third pitch into, you know, more than just a show pitch, then sure. But, you know, I, I do think he he can continue to be an effective starter at the big league level, um, you know, and terms of what we've had um, in this rotation the last couple of years, you know, he definitely reasons to be excited uh, about him being in the rotation. Yeah, I mean, I think to start next year, you got to have him in rotation. I, I, I would assume as, you know, frustrating as it will be, and I can already see the, <clears throat> excuse me, I can already see the frustration among Pirate fans coming out of spring training. I'm assuming he'll start the year at AAA Indianapolis. The guy's going to end the year with four major league outings under his belt. Um, but yeah, like you said, Nick, you want to see three pitches from your starting pitchers, but when your two pitches are as good as his, the ability's there. Um, so yeah, it, that that is one thing I will say that, that for me personally has changed a lot in the last month or so is I feel a lot better about the long-term outlook for the starting rotation now than I did probably, you know, late August, early September. Because you see Rollins and Contreras just continue to improve with every start. Mitch Keller, it's safe to say at this point, Mitch Keller's figured it out. Um, is Mitch Keller ever going to be that number one guy we thought? No. But it's he he's a very solid number two, number three starting pitcher. It's been a long enough track record at this point. Was it 25 starts? that have been really damn good since the middle of May. <clears throat> um, and again, like with, even with that, like we, the pirates rotation has been so poor, like Mitch Keller, number two, number three, like that's, that is like an ace for us. Like that's yeah. great. And like, but also let's remember, like he isn't, you know, like you said, he isn't that top 25 prospect that everyone envisioned he was going to be. But yeah. definitely, I mean, for this staff, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and, like, it's fine that he's not that. He can still be a very valuable pitcher to this team moving forward. You know, if you get next year, you get what you expect from Rollins and Contreras, which is going to be probably another step in the right direction once he kind of learns pitch sequencing and learns to trust the stuff a little bit more. If you can get Mitch Keller to give you a full season's worth of what he's in since the middle of May, and then between – Johan Oviedo has showed some really good stuff. Luis Ortiz, Mike Burroughs, and Quinn Priester. If even two of those four are able to pan out next year, all of a sudden your starting rotation looks, you know, is it going to win you a pennant? Probably not, but it's going to make you competitive most nights. It's going to keep games close. So I will say that this this pitching staff, now the bullpen, that's a totally different story. I think that thing is going to, that, that there, there's a lot of work to be done there. Um, but this starting rotation, I think, could be pretty decent next year knock on wood um now the, it's the pirates we're talking about so by the end of spring training ron G. Contreras will have shorter issues mitch keller's elbow will hurt and luis ortiz will have forgotten to throw straight how to throw strikes or something but no in all seriousness if if keller and Contreras give you what it's safe to say you expect at this point in between ortiz oviedo priester and burrows two of those four can pan out for you next year you probably have at least an average starting rotation um, you know, you still have JT Brubaker floating around as a pretty quality number five type. So, you, you know, if Ben Charrington can go out and add one or two quality starters this offseason, I think this rotation could be okay next year. 
And that is something that I definitely would not have said a month ago. So for me, with the Pirates in the month of September, that's been one of the big takes for me is watching Keller and Contreras finish off the season strong, watching Oviedo. He's been really good in all but what? I think one start and watching Luis Ortiz pitch extremely well gives me more confidence in the starting, a lot more confidence in the future of the starting rotation than I had a month ago. I always like to mention, you know, with that one bad Oviedo start, he was talked about how he was trying some new pitches that he was working on since joining the Pirates. Um, so, you know, that's one of those things like development. Wise, like we we don't know necessarily all the time what's going on. Yes. Um, and since then, he's looked good. So, you know, maybe it took that lump of the game. But, hey, here, you know, it worked out. Um, you know, also, I just kind of want to float this out there. I, I – I personally am thinking Brew Baker is going to get traded this off season, um, but that I, that's just where I'm at. That he's kind of my like off the radar trade guy. I think. Yeah, that, that definitely wouldn't stun me. You know, <laughs> like I do think if 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 Brew Baker is still here next year, it's probably in the bullpen. Because I'm, I'm obviously Contreras and Keller are in the rotation to start the year. I think Oviedo has shown enough they're going to throw him in the rotation to start the year. And you got to think they're going to add at least one, if not two, veterans this offseason to help bolster things a little bit. So, yeah, I, that was, I've kind of thought that too. And it won't surprise me at all if Brubaker is moved. And if he's not, I think he's probably, there's a good shot he's like a bullpen swing type of guy to start the year. What about like Will Crow? What's, what's next season for Will Crow look like? <clears throat> it's going to be a very big year for Will Crow. I can tell you that. Um, Cause I mean, it really looked like he was putting it all together this year only to, and I mean, I know some of this very well could be just dead arm over usage, finally catching up to him, but man, he's been horrible for quite a while now. He's looked like Will Crow again. So I think next year is going to be big for Will Crow. Who, who is Will Crow? Is it the Will Crow of 2021? And the end of 2022, or is it the Will Crow we got for the first four and a half months of 2022? Yeah, you know, you look ahead to next season, you have some confidence because there's a lot of guys. We just talked about that, you know, we're going to get their opportunity here. You hope that a few of them can pan out. And, you know, reflecting on it, um, we had an episode about a month ago, pretty frustrated with Ben Charrington's plan. And I think there's still a lot to be frustrated with. But, uh, you know, his plan for the most part has been get depth, get as many guys as you can get, you know, a lot of athletic pitchers is a big part of that. And, um, we're gonna have we're gonna get the chance to see some of those guys next season. You gotta hope that some of them pan out. But I, I'm with you, Marty. I think the rotation you feel a lot more confident than um, you know maybe you did at, at most points in the season. You know, as we kind of reflect on the rest, of the watch. You know what I mean? Like that's the biggest yeah. thing for me is like I I want to turn it on and actually see what these guys do rather mm-hmm. than just like you know waiting for the offense to come up. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this is something, too, Nick, that people talked about so much on Twitter early in the year when you saw a lot of these young guys first get called up. They go with the watching. They're they're just a lot more watchable when this lineup are these young guys who might be here long term, when it is these young pitchers who might be here. Like, I would much, honestly, at this point, I'd rather watch Luis Oviedo go out there and struggle to get through three innings then watch some random veteran scrub who has no long-term future here. Give me five strong because those three innings of Oviedo struggling might be a building. Like you mentioned, he struggled in that start against the Mets where he was working on some stuff and he's pitched really well since then. 
that start could be a building block for these young guys. I would just much rather see these guys who might be part of the long term, who might help build a winning team again in Pittsburgh, than watch Ben Gamble and Kevin Newman playing defense for Zach Thompson or whoever the hell it might be on the mound. And, you know, that's all we're asking for, too. Like, that's what we were told when this regime took over. Like, hey, we're going to be player-centric. We're not going to be against, you know, moving the young guys up if it is if it is their time to be moved up, yada, yada. And it's like we haven't really seen that. And finally, like, Trey, you mentioned kind of this earlier, you know, we're starting to see Ben Charrington's plan play out. I think, <laughs> you know, and so far, like you can see the pieces and, you know, from here, like Marty said, it's just a matter of figuring out like where to add. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's exciting to watch guys like Ronzi Contreras and, you know, even guys like Miguel Yahuri that have struggled that, that, you know, are high ceiling guys. And I mean, at this point, you know, you guys saw the crowd last night, 12 people it, it looked like in the seats. <laughs> You know, I think there's more people at games in 2020 than there were at the game last night. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they have a legitimate case, I think, for some of this. Now, it, uh, you know, you're at the, the end of this stretch here of, of this miserable season. Why not give those guys their opportunity? We are starting to see it a little bit more here. Uh, you know, as we kind of reflect on the month of September and kind of tie it into the minor leagues here as well, you know, what, what got you guys excited? There were some brutal stretches. Pirates, you know, finally got a win to in that. Eight game, I think it got out to eight uh, game losing streak there this past week, and you know, and some other pretty pretty gruesome streaks as well in the month of September. But um, you know, what were you guys' big takeaways as the Pirates finally begin to wind down this 2022 season? Well, one thing that has happened here in the final month of the season, um, <clears throat> in terms of the minors, that has been really nice to see is getting some of these guys up to AAA, um, getting them on the cusp of the major leagues, you know, Andy Rodriguez, who just continues to hit Quinn Priester, uh, even though he has since, since gotten re-injured Matt Gorski. Um, good to see some of these guys get an opportunity. And, and one thing I think the one very overlooked in the minor leagues this year, that could be a reason for some hope maybe next year with some stuff. Um, Altoona's bullpen was quietly really freaking good with a lot of young power arms led by Tanaj Thomas, um, a name that pirate fans should know, uh, you know, former top 100 starting pitching prospect who is no longer starting pitching prospect nor top 100 prospect, but it looks like a really damn good reliever for Altoona. Um, like I said, th this bullpen's terrible. The opening day bullpen in 2023, I hate to break it to you is going to be terrible because there's just way too many holes to be fixed in the off season. Um, especially if Bednar and Crow don't get it back together. This bullpen could just be a complete hot mess. But um, I, I think there's a lot of help coming with that bullpen. You know, I mentioned Thomas. There's a J.C. Flowers, uh, Nick Domkowski. Uh, I know I'm butchering his last name, but Tyler Samanjo at, at AA. There's a lot of really good arms in that Altoona bullpen. So, I mean, again, are all of them going to pan out? No. But if you can get two or three of those guys to turn into quality major league relievers, that goes a long way towards fixing the bullpen. Because, you know, you, again, you go back to 13 through 15. I hate to keep comparing it to them, but that's the last time this team was in the postseason. It's what you're going to compare it to. If you look at that bullpen, that bullpen those three years was maybe the best bullpen in baseball. 
It's why the probably the base reason why the Pirates went to the postseason three years in a row. Look at the key components of that bullpen. Brian Morris, Justin Wilson, Tony Watson, Jared Hughes, all these homegrown arms. Yes, there was Mark Melanson and Jason Grilly, but the bulk of it were homegrown arms, and that's what you need to have. And like you resurrected them too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I mean, even the ones who weren't homegrown, like Melanson and Grilly. I mean, Jason Grilly, just go read his autobiography. According to him, he was living a harder life than Jesus Christ was when he was marching to be crucified before he came to the Pirates. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, it, you, there, there could be some hope on the horizon for this bullpen as next year on, on unfolds. Yeah. Yeah. For me, you know, the minor league, um, recap for the end of the year, you know, the evolution of Andy Rodriguez, uh, this is something we as pirate fans don't often get. And hopefully <laughs> it goes the whole way through, you know, we often, our top prospects are always our top prospects, you know, was viewed as a good prospect who had some potential. And now he's turned into not just a great prospect, but an elite prospect because of the position he plays. Um, You know, he, he's a very good catcher. He's athletic enough to come out from behind the plate and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because he he's a very good hitter. And the fact that the Pirates, you know, were able to acquire him and for him to take these steps forward and, you know, really jump onto the prospect radar um, just is very exciting, um, you know, for the belief in this organization, the belief that this front office, you know, is acquiring, um, you know, the, the right guys, you know, more than not. Yeah. yeah. Watching the power develop for Indy too has been so fun this year, really come a long way. And, um, you know, there's so many guys we've talked about tonight that we're going to hopefully see in 2023. There's a lot of things we hope to see in 2023. It's pirates winded down here on this 2022 season. Guys, what do we got coming up this week? Article wise, anything else you guys got going on? Uh, I don't know what the football schedule is looking like, Marty, but, um, you know, wishing you luck uh, to get back in the win column next week. Yeah, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get back in the win column next week for our seventh graders. But the uh, the varsity's undefeated, currently ranked number one in the state in double A by max prep. So that's that, that always take a little bit of precedence yeah. over your junior high squad anyhow. But um, no, as for this week, you know, we'll be wrapping up the minor league, se- minor league season, excuse me, Indianapolis in their final week of play. So we'll continue to cover that. Quinn Priester started tonight. Struggled a little bit, but you know what? It's on. Um, I think it was only like his third start, maybe like fourth start all season, in which he allowed three earned runs or more. So his his version of struggling and most people's are much different. Um, yeah, we'll be wrapping up coverage of the the minor league season, wrap up coverage of the major league season, and you know before you know it, we'll be talking Arizona Fall League and fall ball. So it it'll it never stops because we have the AFL, which leads us in into the winter meetings, which leads us into Dominican Winter League, which leads us right into spring training. So baseball season truly never ends. Yeah, for sure. I mean, be looking out for, you know, more stuff on the minor leagues uh, this week and maybe some, you know, early offseason previews. Uh, You know, I know the 40-man roster is going to be a popular um, thing to pay attention to in the early offseason, like Marty mentioned with the winter meetings. Um, You know, that's stuff that will have to be taken care of. Um, before that. So, you know, look out for some stuff on, you know, who we think should stay, who we think should go and 
you know, hopefully um, we'll have a decent offseason to uh, cover this year. Yeah, should be a fun offseason. Should be a fun winter meetings again. I don't think it's going to be quite uh, quite as crazy as it was this past season, but we're going to be here for all the coverage. And big shout out to you guys for staying plugged in with us throughout this 2022 season. Cannot thank you guys enough for helping us out. And be sure to follow us on Twitter as well, at Rumbunter. You can find us there, guys, rumbunter.com, to check out all of those articles. But for Marty Leap and Nick Caparoso, my name is Trey Yannity, the Pirates, getting set to wrap up 2022. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.